What is up, everybody? This is Greg Ferris, the founder of Myobrain, here with another short edition of our podcast, which we topic, which we tackle a topic in 10 minutes or less. Before we jump into it today, please do go visit our website, myobrain.co, if you are interested in learning more about our nutrition coaching. I believe last week I discussed uh, why summer starts now. We have a lot of people trying to sign, sign up with us in May, June, July, looking to get a summer body, but you really should be doing that in February, March, April. So again, if you are interested, you can go to myobrain.co to learn more about that. All right, so the topic for today is going to be refeed or high days. A lot of people in the fitness industry may have heard about this. Uh, It's kind of associated with tracking your macros, but not all the time. Maybe more traditional diets, people do what's called cheat days. So I just want to define what a refeed or a high day is. That's what we sort of use with our, our vocabulary with our clients, right? So all it is is typically once a week, but it can be more than once a week. It's a strategic method to eat more calories on particular days of the week, all right? So most commonly, my clients will have like what's called six normal days. I'll just use calories for an example. They may eat 2,000 calories six days of the week. Those six days are up to them. And then I will give them one high or refeed day. Maybe they'll eat 23, 2400 calories on that one particular day. Okay, that's most commonly what it is. You'll see a lot with performance athletes like CrossFitters, bodybuilders. They may intentionally do only uh, increases in carbohydrate. So sometimes their fat is the same, the protein is the same, but they just increase their carbs. Endurance athletes do that. It's kind of another way for them to do carb cycling. Um, and you also see, again, some people on more traditional diets where they don't quantify it, they just eat clean or eat paleo or keto or whatever, that they will just take one day of the week and what they would call cheat. They just don't follow the rules they typically follow, right? Which would be kind of the equivalent of just maybe not tracking your macros that day. Okay. That's the quick definition of it. It's just for, for us, it is specifically a couple of times per week. We intentionally want you to eat more calories than you typically are. This is most commonly used with people trying to lose body fat. All right. So most commonly what people use it for, especially in bodybuilding and then most people who are doing CrossFit who track their macros, they're just really taking it, the same philosophies from bodybuilding, to be dead honest with you. Um, so a lot of performance sports that have, have taken the, the macro methodology from, from bodybuilding, it's most commonly used from a physiological standpoint. And what I mean by this, people will make the claims that you know, we eat in a calorie deficit six days in a row, and then you have a high carb day, and it like it increases your leptin, and your metabolism stays higher, right? It's, it's more of a physiological thing that they're claiming of why you should do it. This is a short podcast, so I can't get into all the nuts and the bolts of that. But in 2020, we're pretty confident that is very, very overblown. The long term effects of having high calorie days physiologically, I'll put it very specifically there, right? Like there's more than likely nothing happening like at your cell level that's causing you to, you know, burn more body fat or retain more muscle specifically with one day of the week or a couple days of the week, eating a little bit more food over the long term, right? I'm not talking about eating a high carb day, before you do a CrossFit workout or before a race, something like that. Uh, I'm talking about long-term for the goal of fat loss, 
it's probably not helping you with anything like keeping your metabolism higher than just doing a more prolonged calorie deficit. Okay. So a lot of people, coaches specifically in the macro space, are using it for a physiological reason. And not that it's bad. I just don't think that has much merit, right? We like it. And I really prefer for my clients to use it more as a, as a psychological benefit, meaning they feel somewhat restricted, even if you're tracking macros and you're practicing flexible diet and you use that as some sort of restraint on what you're eating during that time. You feel restricted maybe five, six days of the week, and you know you have like Saturday coming up where you get a, you get a couple of hundred extra calories that day, and you can probably fit in some foods. Maybe if you're on a low fat diet, you can fit in some bacon. You know, if you're on a lower carb diet, you can you can fit in you know a waffle, something like that. You can fit in some foods you typically can't eat on a regular calorie deficit type day. So it just really gives you a, a break about once a week where you can kind of release yourself a little bit, but not so much in like a traditional cheat day where we see people have a great Monday through Friday, they lose, you know, three or four pounds and then they gain it right back when they, you know, eat too much pizza, drink too much beer on the weekends and they look at the course of their last five years and they've made no progress. Right. So we wanna we wanna help people still get the psychological benefit of kind of getting off of their diet, so to speak, but not so far off their diet that they're not going to make progress over the long term. Okay. And along with the idea of ha- having people use it as a psychological benefit of it's Tuesday, they're kind of like, man, this diet sucks, but they know on Friday, their high day is coming. They can eat some more fun food. Um, it also really helps socially, right? So if you have, you know, your anniversary coming up or you have, you go to you know brunch with your friends on Sundays or something like that. It really helps to be able to have one day a week where you can maybe take, even just if it's one meal on that day, that you can go have some additional food, again, some fun foods you probably don't typically have on your diet, and it fits in the context of your overall week because it's planned out, right? It's not like your goal is just to be super strict with your keto diet seven days a week. Either you do that for two or three weeks and you're like, man, I'm kind of over this and you've lost five or six pounds and you take a weekend off and you just eat whatever you want and you gain five pounds back. And it's just, you don't know when that's going to happen again. You kind of feel guilty about it. All that's associated with just, that's not in the long-term plan, right? Most people don't plan when they're going to go off their diet, so to speak. But if you have say one day a week, and most people are having at least one social event per week, it's really easy to coordinate those two things of, okay, I do want kind of a psychological break on Friday nights. I also go to dinner with my wife out every Friday night. Let's put Friday as my high day so I can go have some steak or go have some you know sushi or whatever we like to get on that day, right? So I will say that's how I use it 95% of the time. My clients are not using it to like, you know, have a better workout or to increase their leptin or their metabolism or all those claims, right? It's it's simply just it helps them adhere to their long-term plan better and it prevents them from having major, major setbacks of going completely off their diet, having a cheat day and those sorts of things which are common for people when they are on a diet, all right? So that's why I really like it. Essentially, how you can do this if you aren't a client with us, you don't necessarily have your own numbers set up or something like that. 
typically for people, um, for women, I, I would give somewhere between like 200 to 400 additional calories above baseline. Okay, that's a, this is assuming your goal is to lose fat. That's enough where it feels like substantially different. Again, you could have some some more food. If your carbs are like 180 and then your high day is 190, like nothing really changes, right? You can't eat anything different. So two to 400 for, for women is a good starting place where it's enough to have some fun food, not enough to really set you back long term. And I would say three to 500 for men, right? It's just kind of a range depending upon obviously the bigger you are, the bigger calorie uh, range you can have there. That's a good start. And I would just take it one time per week and try to coordinate it with your social activities, right? If you know that you watch Saturday football with your friends or whatever, put it on that day, still track your food. It could be more flexible than usual, right? If you're going out to eat, you're estimating, you're not in the back with the chef, you know, cooking the food up, measuring the oil. You still can estimate, but still track your food because if you don't track your food and you're eating you know, more highly, highly palatable, more refined type food, it's really easy to overeat them, right? So you still want to be conscious of what you're doing because, again, that could turn into a cheat day and set you back days and days or weeks, right? So how to actually execute it, Two to 400 calories for women, three to 500 calories for men, pick one day of the week to, to do it, coordinate it with your sort of social life and have at it. It really should help you just stay afloat with your diet a little bit better. And that's why we like refeeds or high days. So that's it, guys. If you have any questions, you're always free to shoot me a message on Instagram. We are at myobrain or shoot me an email. At, we are myobraincoaching at gmail.com. Thanks, guys.